Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness here on the WW Sports Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. I am your host, Jake, and this is the show where only pro football matters. Now, you could have called me biased before the actual game was played, but it ended up probably being the most interesting game of the week. So, let's head straight. Let's just actually, first, before we even do that, let's discuss the scores from week one. Because I don't want to take y'all to the film room quite yet. The uh, Raiders upset the Broncos 24-16. That was a big shock to me. Um, I really kind of looked at the Raiders as a joke. Not as big of a joke as my Sports Show Weekly co-host Josh, who picked them to go 0-16. I at least gave them 3-13 with splitting the series with that opponent, Denver. Uh, Saints... Barely beat the Texans. Um, not sure what happened there. Um, I don't know if the Saints' defense is that bad, but I, I did not get to watch that game, so I will definitely be keeping an eye on the Texans this week. So, and I'll get into that later. The Patriots mauled the Steelers. I mean, this was embarrassing. This was Ben Roethlisberger just standing there dumbfounded like what just happened uh 33 to 3 um the Steelers thought they would be okay without Antonio Brown and uh Le'Veon Bell apparently not this is a team that is in big trouble and a team that I said last year should have fired their head coach and changed the culture um, we have our first tie of the season. Go figure. It's be- it is a tie between two of the worst teams in the NFL, the Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals, tied 27 each. The San Francisco 49ers come out swinging and prove me wrong by beating the Buccaneers 31-17. The, and of course, no surprise, Dallas at home takes care of business and shuts the Giants down. This is probably going to be the way you see, this is what Giants fans have to look forward to the rest of the season. I don't care who they play. It's, they're not a good team. They're not put together well. They are, I have questions about their coaching. They are just not good. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> not great at all. Uh, the Seahawks squeak by the Bengals at home 21-20. The Chargers, uh, show their dominance over the Indianapolis Colts, 30-24 to in L.A. Uh, the Eagles defeat the Redskins, 30, excuse me, the racial slurs. I gotta remember to do that. Uh, 32-27 to in Philly. The Titans, for not having a quarterback on their entire team, well, at least a decent one, uh, go to town on the Cleveland Browns, 43-13. to um, so everybody, you can just stop with the Browns hype. It's not happening. Even I was guilty of that. And no, uh, <laughs> this is not a good team already. Um, Adam Gase's first game as the Jets, uh, head coach went exactly the way I thought. He lost to the Buffalo Bills. Um, sorry, Jets fans, but this guy is just going to dig you guys deeper than you already are. Um, it was a stupid hire. I said so in the beginning. It just got worse 
when the uh, taco video came out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could actually see that happening. The guy's tweaked up on something, and he can't coach. Uh, the fa- the fa- the Falcons keep failing, which has solidified their place in my vocabulary now as the Falcons. They failed to sign Julio Jones at a, in a decent amount of time. They have signed him, but it's it still took way too long than it should have. Uh, they were defeated by the Vikings, 28-12. to um, The Vikings looked really good in this game, and the Falcons looked really, 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 really bad. Um, this is not a team that uh, that has been to the Super Bowl in the past 10 years, that's for sure. Uh, the Ravens defeated the Dolphins, no surprise, 59-10. to The Dolphins are hashtag tanking for Tua. Um, I'm going to get into that a little later, too. Uh, the Rams beat the Panthers 30-27. to This is not out of the range of what I thought it would be. Um, I mean, this is two good teams. This is a very high-powered offense in the Rams and a high-powered offense with the, with the Panthers when Cam wants to be. So, and two good defenses. I would almost go to the point, last year the Rams had a great defense. This year they've got a really good one. They've lost a lot of guys in free agency. Uh, the, in what was the weirdest game I have ever seen out of Aaron Rodgers, the Packers defeat the Bears 10 to 3. I mean, it was a weird game on both sides. It just, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. And you would expect better out of those two teams. And then, of course, the game that we're going into, that we're going to hit the film room for, is Chiefs. 40, Jaguars 26, and it really wasn't even that close. Um, you know, every once in a while, I will tell you that the the score did not show how close the game was. You know, this is one of those cases where the score didn't show how far apart the game was. It was all Kansas City all the time. Uh, so let's just get straight into the film room. And yes, eventually, folks, I'm going to have imaging for all, for all these little segments that pop up. Um, it just requires me to actually have the time, which I still haven't had time to cut the new openings and uh, outros for uh, the show since we moved to Anchor FM. I have been just nauseatingly busy. So, let's start out. This is We're talking about the Chiefs-Jaguars game. I'm going to start out with the Jaguars, and I'm going to give you the good. For the good, I'm picking Gardner effing Minshew. See, he, the, the kid was 16 for 16 at one point. He came in for an injured Nick Foles. Um, keep your eye on this kid. Uh, he's He could go places. Um, the bad, Nick Foles out for six plus weeks. Um, I know that the Jaguars are putting out feelers to find another quarterback. I wouldn't. I would go with Minshew. I don't know why they would want to try to pull in another quarterback for half a season when uh, they have a perfectly serviceable backup in Minshew. He's good. Uh, he's a lot, heck of a lot better than I figured he would be. Um, and the repugnant on the Jags side of that game, Miles Jack is trash. Okay, let's just start there. Miles Jack is trash. Um, first off, he get, he tries to get into a fist fight with two Chiefs players. Then the referee throws flex, so he tries to swing on the referee, and then, like a petulant little child, hits 
teammates have to come out and drag him off the field. And what does he do? He goes dead weight like a like a pissed off three year old who didn't get the candy that he wanted, and and mom and dad have to drag his ass out of the store. Miles Jack is a piece of garbage, plain and simple. I am really, really waiting with bated breath because the fact that he came that close to taking a swing in an official, his behavior after the penalty was called and after he was ejected should earn him a suspension from the NFL. And I'm really looking forward to see what they do with that because, as we know, you can threaten to kill people and cut off your father's, uh, cut the head off your father's corpse and only get two games like Richie Incognito. But be careful, you don't want to smoke the pot because then you get four to six. Uh, also, I mean, just defensive stupidity. Uh, you know, Ramsey's classless. Um, he ran his mouth, ran his mouth, and then to make sure that uh, he didn't have to worry about Tyreek Hill, he threw himself on top of him, caused his injury. Um, the fact is, he ran he ran his mouth, he talked all that bleep, and what happened? Not only did Ramsey get burned by Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Hill got injured, he spent the rest of the game getting burned by Sammy Watkins. So, it, pretty much time, he needs to just shut his mouth and play the game. He's not as good as he thinks he is. And honestly, I'm not sure anybody has ever or will ever be as good as Ramsey thinks he is. On to the Chiefs. For the good, MV Pat is in the house. Um, Patrick Mahomes did not miss a beat coming into this game until he uh, ended up with a sprained foot. He kind of laid back a little bit after that. His passes were shorter. He couldn't get as much leverage. He was firing off his back foot. But before the foot injury, he looked like last year's MV Pat. Um, once that is once that foot is healed up, I see him completely and totally uh, going back to his normal form. Uh, from what I understand, the foot injury is a lot similar to what uh, Cam Newton's been dealing with. So, and the rise of Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill goes out. Sammy Watkins shrugs and goes, "I can do it," and proceeds to dominate his way through the the vaunted Jaguars defense. Um, the bad, Kansas City has no corners. None. Um, Charkandrick West looked completely out of sorts the entire game. Uh, uh, you know, of course, Mo Claiborne still on the, uh, still on the, uh, spent on the suspension list. Uh, Ashad Breland was effective once or twice. Um, not really anything to really write home about. Um, Tyreek Hill out. Uh, they're saying four weeks plus. Um, apparently he has dislocated where your collarbone goes into your sternum. He dislocated it out, which is better than in because you don't want your collarbone pressing in the uh, the soft the soft fleshy bits underneath. So they're saying probably four probably four weeks he should be back. They are not going to put him on injured reserve, so he is currently designated to return. The repugnant for the Kansas City Chiefs, the offensive line. Uh, this offensive line was embarrassingly bad for Kansas City Sunday. Uh, I have been an outspoken critic of Eric Fisher, and I will continue to do so. 
but this isn't all on him. The entire offensive line was just wretched. Um, the play where Mahomes, in, where Mahomes injured his foot, there was no excuse for the defender to get to it. There wasn't, outside of just bad O-line play. Um, I'm really hoping the O-line coach has those guys running laps and is screaming at them every single day this week because they really need it. So, the prognosis for the Chiefs. <clears throat> in some ways, this this KC squad is better than last year. <clears throat> in other ways, it's worse. Um, if the O-line is going to play like a JUCO squad like they did Sunday, then Reed is going to be looking to Matt Moore eventually because they're going to get Mahomes injured. Uh, the defense looks better than last year, but uh, the uh, Chiefs GM did relatively nothing to shore up their corner situation, which is something that I know talking to people in the Kansas City media is something of a just pulling their hair out. Why haven't you done anything about this issue? Um I think they're banking on. I think they were banking on Charkandrick West to step up. It's only his second year. Uh, you know they've moved their best corner into the slot only. Uh, Bashad Breland, I think, has passed his prime already. And you know, Mo Claiborne is. I mean, right now he's he's off suspended. So I mean, you're waiting until week five to get him. So. It's it was just it's a badly put together grouping on the uh, on the on the Kansas City uh, secondary. You've got good safeties, Juan Thornhill, and uh, of course uh, Tyron Matthew, the uh, Honey Badger. Good safeties, especially Juan Thornhill, for him being thrust into that and in, into the free, into a free safety role. Actually, he plays both free and strong uh, to be put into a safety role in the NFL. In your rookie year, Juan Thornhill's really stepped up. He looks good. He's only made a couple little rookie mistakes, which you're going to have that. Uh, this ain't college ball. Everything moves faster. And, you know, these first-year players are going to somewhat get confused at times. It's going to happen. So I kind of look away from that for a little for a bit, and I just mainly look at his movement, how, how his hips move, how quick he is to change direction, and... Juan Thornhill is a good complement to Tyron Matthew. But behind them, you might as well have just, just set up tackling dummies. Because that's what you've got. You they have no they have no secondary behind the safeties in Kansas City. Uh they have no O line in Kansas City. It, it's these are things that are going to hunt that are gonna hurt them badly. Uh especially once we get into my conspiracy theory from like from uh here in a few minutes. Uh, you know, this is these are things that they have to shore up because San Diego's not going to make the mistakes. Philip Rivers is not going to make the mistakes that Minshew made as a as a first year player. Okay, Brady's not going to make those mistakes. Rogers is not going to make those mistakes. Uh, Flacco is not going to make those mistakes, even though Flacco is way past his prime and never was that good to begin with. He had one good year. Um, so that's on the defensive side that has to be shored up, you know, no, no defense, every defense in the NFL right now, after watching game film on that Chiefs Jaguars game is looking at that offensive line of Kansas city and they are licking their chops because it's not good enough. 
and they're going to be able to pick it apart unless these guys pull their heads out of their rear ends and they start actually trying to play. It is not a talent problem on that offensive line, with the exception of Eric Fisher. It is a it, it, it's an effort problem, and that's something that can be fixed with coaching or with swapping guys out. If you don't want to play, then we'll put your backup in and we'll let him earn the spot. A um, little bit of news this week. Uh, apparently, wearing a uh, expensive watch and being the one making a big deal out of it to suit his own ego is more important to uh, OBJ than winning. Um, never heard anybody talking about the fact he wore a watch on the field. Apparently, it's like a $180,000 watch. Who gives a crap? A watch is a watch. I don't care how many jewels you've got in it. Uh, I just never got that crap. But then I see him tweeting about it constantly. Like, everybody making a big deal about this. No. Nobody is making a big deal out of it, Odell, except you. Okay? This is all for your ego. Nobody cares. What people care about is the fact that you guys got absolutely total and complete smoked. Smoked. By the Titans. Okay, so it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, Of course, also on that same vein, the Browns fans uh, pouring beer on on players. I mean, so Browns fans and Patriots fans still are filth when it comes to throwing things and dumping things onto players. Um, Steelers are done. Need I say more after how badly uh, New England dismantled them? it's like, uh, yeah, you're fine without A.B. and you're fine without uh, Le'Veon Bell, huh, Ben? Uh, maybe they need to go to your backup and see if that makes any difference. Um, of course, multiple Dolphins are demanding a trade after their blowout loss. Uh, yeah, hashtag tanking for Tua. Um, it's obvious. You watch their sidelines. The the coaches don't care. They They know what's happening. They are literally going... Absolutely down the toilet so they can get to it. And that's going to be my hashtag when it comes to the Miami Dolphins for the rest of the season is hashtag tanking for Tua. Um, I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. And I believe Jerry Rice, the legendary Jerry Rice, actually shares my conspiracy theory. Let me put this on you. Antonio Brown asked to be traded because he couldn't get out of his contract. However, he knew that if he got to Oakland, who he got traded to, he could push enough buttons, be be a drama queen enough, that they would let him go. This whole time, we've all been buying into the whole, oh god, he's he's crying about his helmet again. Oh god, he's getting fined and he's he's threatening to hit Mike Mayock in the face, yada yada yada. He can't get along with with Big Ben in Pittsburgh. And the whole time, he's wanting to go to New England. I guarantee you that New England is guilty of tampering in this situation. I think, I honestly believe that Bill Belichick and him have been in contact, or somebody from the Patriots organization has been in contact with Antonio Brown this whole time, just saying, keep it up, keep it up, Mike, Mike Mayock will cut you, There's, and then you can just come on over. This is what it is. And it 
people can talk, call me nuts and tell me I'm wearing a tinfoil hat, but this wouldn't be the first time or the last time that the Bill Belichick-led Patriots have been doing underhanded stuff. Uh, you know, the uh, the videotape, well, what did they call that? I can't remember what they called that, tape gate or something like that. You had deflate gate. Uh, you know, the they've been accused of tampering multiple times before. So it this my theory does not surprise me in the slightest. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you right then and right there. I honestly believe that the Patriots have been organizing this from the start. That from the point that that Antonio Brown left the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's been in contact with the Patriots organization, and they arranged this whole shebang to get him out of Oakland and get him into New England. Um, this is why I, I call the Belichick regime the evil empire. Uh, I, this is why uh, Roger Goodell has such major issues with the Patriots organization. Um, either that or it's just because Bob Kraft didn't take him to the, uh, to, to, the hep- to the happy ending massage parlor that he went to. You know, you never know. Um, this is just them trying to pad themselves to continue Brady's legacy as long as they can. Um, I don't think that this is that big of a deal, though. Everybody's saying, oh, the Patriots just won the Super Bowl again. It's only week one because they got Antonio Brown. Um, let's be honest. They've got Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman is a slot receiver. And he's far from being a Hall of Famer. Uh, You've got Josh Gordon. Who knows how much longer Josh Gordon is going to be active before he decides before he decides to violate the drug policy again. And then you've got Antonio Brown, who I honestly think is on some really good drugs. I mean, some of the crap that he's pulled in Oakland, if not arranged and faked to get him out of there, the man's insane. And it's been proven that Antonio Brown can be covered. So, I don't think this is that big of a boon for New England. Uh, they still don't have a player like Rob Gronkowski. So, you know, they're, they've got two guys in Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown, and then they've got a slot guy in Julian Edelman. Color me stupid, but I'm not scared. Not anymore. So let's talk about week two. Um, the winless Bucks at the winless Panthers. This will happen Thursday night on the NFL Network. Panthers are favored by seven at home. I will take the Panthers, and I will take the under on the uh, over under forty nine point five. I think the Panthers are a better team. Uh, I know that they have a better quarterback. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, Cam Newton's a better quarterback. The... Okay, hang on. Train of thought just derailed for a moment. There it is. Uh, the interceptions have really been plaguing Tampa Bay. So I honestly don't see that changing until they change quarterbacks. Uh, 49ers at Bengals. This one's interesting. This is uh, Sunday, noon on Fox. Uh... I'm just going to quit giving you times because half of you are probably on the East Coast, half of you are on the West Coast, very few of you are probably here in the Central with me. Uh, 
49ers and Bengals, and Cincinnati is only favored by a point and a half at home. I'm going to take the Niners, um, and I'll take the uh, over on 45 points. Uh, Bills at Giants, I mean, the Giants are a dumpster tire fire. Uh, give me the Bills on the road, and I will take the under on the over-under of 44. Cardinals at Ravens. Uh, Ravens are a 13.5-point favorite. I will take the Ravens all day in this game, uh, and I'll take the under on the 47 because I just don't think Arizona can put, can put up those points against a defense like Baltimore. Chargers at Lions. Chargers. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Um, the Lions tied with the Cardinals in Week 1. You'd have to be insane to take the Lions in this game. The Chargers are a two, two-and-a-half-point favorite. <clears throat> I would definitely take the Chargers as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If they if they win by a field goal, you win. If they win by 14 points, you still win. Colts at Titans. I'm taking the Colts. Uh, they've got the Titans favored by three. Um, I still, even after what the Titans did to the Browns last week, I I don't believe in the Titans' quarterbacks. I just don't. Mariota will never make a true NFL quarterback. And, I mean, who else do they have on there now? Uh, you know, let's see. Let's see who's injured, actually. Indy's got four guys out. Well, two guys out, two questionable. One guy questionable and one guy out for Tennessee, as it is right now. Um. Hmm. So, you know what? As much as I hate it, um, give me Tennessee. I'll change. I'll change. Give me Tennessee. I'll take them by three. Um, I think maybe I'm having too much faith in Jacoby Brissett right off the bat. So yeah, give me the Titans, even though they don't have a quarterback. Uh, Cowboys at, at racial slurs. I mean, Cowboys all day. Uh, the Cowboys are the ones that are, that are ruling the, uh, NFCs. There's nobody else. They are ruling it. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, five point favorites. I'd easily take that. Uh, well, no, I'd probably wait and see how the, how the line shifts coming in closer to the game. Um, but I will take the Cowboys on that. I will take the, uh, the over on 46 because I think the Cowboys are a higher high powered offense. And I think that I'm not sold on, on Washington's defense right now. Jaguars at Texans. Um, I'm taking the Texans on this. Um, as much as I hate Bill O'Brien, he's actually smart enough to watch tape. So he's going to be, he's going to be looking back at the mistakes that Jacksonville made last week against Kansas city. And also Jacksonville's without their starting quarterback. Now, like I said, uh, Minshew is is good. He's going to be a good quarterback. Still a kid. So, te- uh, Houston's going to stack the box on him. <coughs> they're going to they're gonna make him sweat. They're going to hurry him. They're going to rush him. And he's going to make mistakes. Uh, Patriots and Dolphins. Patriots are an 18.5 point favorite. I think that's low, personally. Because hashtag tanking for Tua. Um, I'll take the Patriots, of course. And I will take the over on the over-under of 47.5. Because I think 
Brady's just going to be throwing touchdowns. And the Dolphins' defense is gonna, probably going to be in a basic package because hashtag tanking for Tua. Uh, Seahawks at Steelers. Steelers are favored by four after what New England did to them this week. Um, give me the Seahawks. I'll take the points. Um, I just don't think the Steelers are going to be any good. Um, I'll take the under on the 46.5, but yeah, give me the Seahawks on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, Vikings at Packers. Packers are a three-point favorite. Man, I have a hard time picking the Packers in this game after week one. Maybe they get some things ironed out. Maybe not. Please excuse that. My uh, Apparently my Windows likes to announce itself in the middle of the podcast. Uh, give me the Vikings in Lambeau. And I'll take the under on 44 and a half. Uh, Bears at Broncos. Bears are three-point favorites. Yeah, I'll take the Bears. Uh, the Broncos uh, did the exact opposite of impress me against Oakland uh, last week. Uh, actually, last night, because I recorded this on Tuesdays. Um, Bears by three. I, I, yeah, I would take Bears by three all day. Uh, and I'll take an over-under. I'll take under on the over-under of 40. Saints at Rams, a rematch of the blown call NFC playoff. Uh, Rams favored two and a half points at home. I will take the Rams because the Saints did not impress me in week one. The over-under is 53. I will take the under. Uh, Eagles at Falcons. Uh, I'm... Do I really need to say? I'm taking the Eagles. Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Um, That's a pretty safe bet. Um, The over-under is 51. I'll take the under. Uh, This is on Sunday Night Football on NBC. Um, The the Falcons just once bitten uh, twice shy, except I've been bitten three times, counting preseason, by the Falcons. So, um, yeah, give me the Philadelphia Eagles over the Atlanta Falcons. Dirty birds fly, Falcons die. The Cleveland Browns at the New York Jets. Wow, ESPN. You can really pick your Monday night games. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, The Browns are favored by two and a half. Um, The over-under is 46. I'll take the Browns. But... I'm taking the over. It wouldn't surprise me if this game ends up like 14 to 2. I mean, these are two horrible teams. The Browns were full of all of this bravado and all this hype coming into week one, and they just crapped the bed. I mean, it was horrible. So, and I mean, the Jets, I told you all right off the bat when Adam Gase got that job that, yeah. This was not going to be pretty. He was going to screw it up, and he has. So, with that being said, I wish you all a great week, too. Those of you betting, I wish you luck. As for me, well, I will. See, you'll hear me on Friday on We Own Saturday, Week 3 edition. And, of course, on the Sports Show Weekly, because you got to have some talent on that show. Woo-pig!